Today's talk is called The Use, The Misuse, and The Abuse of Power. And I had to think a lot about this because the, my, first, my, my first thought is they who misuse their power, they who abuse their power. But it's really me who either uses, misuses, or abuses my power. And we are powerful beings. We are very powerful. If God is power itself, then so are we. Well, all power is within us to and available to use, to misuse, and abuse. And some would say, what's the difference between misusing and abusing? And I'll explain that in just a moment. I'm going to tell you the meta metaphysical understanding of power itself. Uh, right here, right now. I, I wrote that because it's long. And, uh, and it says... Power, man's innate control over his thoughts and feelings, which goes with what Kenneth just sang. I am responsible. I am responsible for, for, for my thoughts and my feelings. And uh, Mr. Fillmore goes on to say, a quickening from on high must precede his realization of dominion. Ye shall receive, he is quoting Acts here, ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. God is all power, thus all things are possible with God. So it really comes down to the correct use of God. Because we can, as we have seen, we can use, misuse, or abuse using God. And we want to use God correctly. We want to use God as love and power and presence. And it says, the mind and body of man have power to transform energy from one plane of consciousness to another. And this is the power and dominion implanted in man from the beginning. And it's funny, it says from the beginning, because we have no sense, we have no understanding, no true knowledge that there was a beginning. And so, so we just don't know. If there is no beginning and there is no end, it's just that things keep reinventing themselves and different thoughts in different ways. It's kind, of, it's kind of like cycles, not kind of like it is, it is cycles, cycles of living, cycles of thinking, cycles of prosperity, cycles of poverty, cycles of abundance, cycles of lack. The same law is operating in the spiritual realm and the material realm. Did you hear that? The same law is operating in the spiritual realm and the material realm under different masks of manifestation. The one thing to understand is that whatever we see, whatever we see without is controlled by something within. Whatever I see in the world, it's controlled by something within me. It's I am responsible for the thoughts I am thinking. I am responsible. Not to, and responsible isn't the same as I am to blame for the thoughts I am thinking. I am responsible, meaning I play a part in what I see. I play every part in what I see because I'm the one naming it. Man is the power of God in action. To man is given the highest power in the universe, the conscious power of thought. There is a universal creative force that urges man forward to the recognition of the creative power of his individual thought. This thought is elemental, <clears throat> and, all it and all its attributes come under the dominion of man. When he cooperates with principle, 
Man sits on the throne of his authority, and the elemental force is subject to him. You hear that cooperates, being the operative word there. Spiritual power is omnipresent. It is released in our body by spiritualizing our consciousness. The divine energy will surge through as through us as we erase negative thoughts from consciousness and become one with God mind. And so to the, the divine mind faculty of power sits in the throat. And where so what would that be about? It would be our word. Of the 12 powers, it is what I call the sixth power because I start at the top and work my way down. And uh, power. Its disciple is Philip. And Philip means, is love, Philip definition of Philip is lover of horses. And so what we often associate is horsepower. That it means, what it means is our word has a great force, a great force to plant itself in to consciousnesses everywhere. And so I, in my responsibility, must go to my super consciousness to let the consciousness, conscious mind, be influenced rather than going into the world I see because the world I see, as of course the miracles tells us, is based in the past. It's the only place I can get information for the world I look at is the past. I have to use that to tell me, well, oh, chair. Because if I didn't, if nobody ever told me that was a chair, I'd have no story for the chair. But you see, I have a history with chairs. Anybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a history with chairs. So I look at that and I say, it is a chair. Now, I have such a history with chairs, I know the difference between a comfortable chair and an uncomfortable chair. Anybody? Okay, good. And so, you know, so we start to look at things here. Oh, oh, I, I, that's from my past. And that's why I have that information. When I stumble upon something that I have never seen before, I have to make up a brand new story about it. But I st- I'm still going to try to associate it with my past to get this thing uh, to make sense. To get, when I say thing, I mean this event. This, whether it's an object, whether it's an experience, I'm going to try to use it because that's what we do with everything. We, we use all our experiences to prepare us for the next time. So we tell ourselves, we give ourselves information about this event right here, right now, so that the next time we're in this event, we'll know what to do with it. We'll know how to behave in it. We'll know what to think about it. And, and that's where we diminish ourselves and diminish God in our conscious mind because we, need, we can tell ourselves what we want about this experience, but let us please stay open to new information, even though it may be familiar next time. When I, something, something that I learned many years ago, however, a friend of mine gave me this information and it was, it was a fascinating piece of information and it's when my mother made her transition. And when I came back to New York after the funeral and everything, uh, my, my friend said to me information he had received when his mother had made her transition. And it was that the hardest part about this is it only happens once. 
We can't use this to prepare for the next time. You only lose your mother once. Your mother only makes her transition once. There is, there are no rules around it. Because, and I have no information to draw from, from previous experience. And so I, I, it was a week where I was on another planet. Well, it was kind of a year. But that, that first week or two, I, I didn't have an identity anymore. And I lost a lot of my short-term memory. And, and I, ha I was free to have any emotion that, I, that came in. You know, if, if I was crying and something funny happened, stopped crying and I laughed. And if I was laughing and having a great time and a melancholy thought came, I let that. I had no, inform I had no past to inform me. And I couldn't use this for the next time because there would be no next time on this event. It's one of the few events in life that there are, are no uh, recurring. Because your father will be different than your mother. And uh, I've known lots of people who have had lots of spouses who have gone, so they, they're preparing for the next one. And, and so in my correct use of power, you know, when, when I looked at my mother in the casket, and many of you have heard me say, I had a God realization that because I thought, this is just too much to understand. And I thought, oh, that's what God is. Just too much to understand. So you see, I'm not looking for my past to inform me what God is today. I have words of what God is. Omnipresence, omnipotence, uh, omniscience. I have those words. But they keep reinforming me of what they mean. I, I can't come in here today and base the God of my understanding on yesterday. Oh, if only I could. You know, how many of us have a manifestation every time we pray the same way? Now, I've had some powerful, powerful manifestations. I have called forth... Uh, um, what we call amazing things and sometimes the simplest thing is amazing if you can manifest it and other times I have prayed the same prayer and nothing not a, it's like what what happened here I thought I did it right and I realized oh now I'm, try, I'm trying to work up incantations I have forgotten about God I have forgotten about my connection to my source I, I was no longer trying to prove the source true I was just trying to get something I was misusing my power. You see, when, when I, I'm just using my words to, for acquisition rather than to prove God now, to prove the source now, to prove life and life more abundantly now. But I, ju I just want to get something. God, please manipulate this. And that's what, what I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I say those words, but that's the underlying thought. And suddenly God has become a person. And well, not only that, God has become the amazing God who can, you know, tap, tap, tap the hat and uh, poof, uh, here comes a rabbit. And, and uh, or a new car or cash or a relationship uh, or something, something to try to manipulate. And, and, and I have forgotten the very thing. I, I was talking to a mentor of mine the other day. And I said, you know, I've gotten spoiled. And he said, what do you mean you're spoiled, Sean? You've worked hard for everything you have. And I said, you know what? I have. 
and I started taking it for granted. I started taking everything I have for granted because I, I started forgetting my sores. And it is the joy of the Lord that has always given me the most satisfaction. It's when I can recognize spirit active and at work in a manifestation that makes the manifestation joy-filled. Otherwise, I gotta keep trying to get something. I have to keep trying to acquire something. So you see, the correct use of my power is using the power of this word to make to make my mind active and receptive to my source. The misuse of it is to try to get it to do my bidding, to get it. And I do believe that I can ask spirit anything. Spirit, tell me what to think, and I will be told what to think, perhaps not in words that I can hear. But spirit's got nothing better to do than give me correct perception. But I always want correct perception so I would know how to pray. So I would know how to live in satisfaction rather than dissatisfaction. And then we get to that last part, the abuse, abuse of power. Now I wrote another thing down. Okay. First this, and I, and I, enjoyed, I enjoyed reading this and I'm gonna explain it as soon as I do. Abuse of power or abuse in, of authority is the form of malfeasance in office or official misconduct, is the commission of an unlawful act done in an official capacity which affects the performance of official duties. Malfeasance is, in office is often just a cause for removal of an official. Now, in this day and age, we would think that'd be about politics, wouldn't we? but it's still about me and my thinking. I'm the authority. I'm the one that practices malfeasance. When I declare another being as less than a God being, when I declare myself as less than a God being, I am abusing my power. I am abusing power itself. So you see, it's not about him or her who's not doing their job correctly. It's about me who's not willing to see correctly because I haven't asked. And if I have asked and I'm still acting out that stuff, I haven't asked actually wanting to know. And therefore I'm continuing to abuse my power. It's always because you see about me, because I'm the one that's stating this means this, and this means this, and this indicates this, and this means this. And then I, try, I go on social media and I try to get people to agree with me. Now as a minister, I cannot go on Facebook telling you that people are awful. Well, I could, but I'm not going to. And uh, I've tried it a couple of times and I have to go back and delete because it just, it never pays off in spirit. I'll tell you now, uh, it, it, it's, it, it, what it pays off in is the realization, oh, Sean, you know better than this. Oh, Sean. Yeah, I, and over the years, people have seen me fall far short of the ideal. Uh, David, at least once a day, 
<laughs> Fortunately, he has no judgments about it because oh, he yeah. is so busy and so deeply in prayer in our home and for affirming <laughs> the life and love of God that, that he sees right through it and knows that Ashan is a God being. Whoosh! <laughs> My church has seen me fall short of the ideal on more than one occasion. My board has seen me on a lot of occasions. Uh, the staff here in the office, they've certainly seen me. Kenneth once or twice has seen me fall short of the ideal. Uh, anybody who's been in a car with me for a length of time has probably seen me fall short of the ideal. And it's, uh, I'm not bad because I fall short. But it is a misuse of my power. And I live in the results of that misuse of power. When I start thinking they, whoever they are, is doing this to me, that's a misuse of my power and an abuse of my power. When I start thinking I have to do God's job, that is an abuse of my power. Now, I, I, I posted something on Facebook today because I felt it necessary. And because I, I saw a posting that said, make America godly again. And what I wrote was, I questioned whether they meant it this way or not. But here's my understanding of what that means. Love, don't judge. That's what the God of my understanding does. Love, don't hate. Emotionally embrace a new insight into all beings. You want to be more like God? Love both yourself and your neighbor in spite of confusion. The God I know doesn't have hell, unforgiveness, or misery. And some would ask, how can God allow these things to happen? And I ask, how can people be so mean and unforgiving? How can be people be so abusing? How can people hurt themselves, their families, especially their children, and their neighbors, when God has so much love to offer? How can people predict the worst when the best is offered at every moment of every day? How can people try to control everything when giving control over to spirit makes life so much easier and prosperous? How can people encourage suffering because they want to make a loving God more like their nasty selves? How can people think that they are the judge and the jury and yet proclaim Jesus as the Savior of mankind. I think many people who say they believe in God really don't. But they don't know how else to think and it's too much trouble to change their thoughts from hate to love. The God of my understanding isn't worried about us because the God of my understanding knows that we'll all wake up and have a realization that we are one, capital O, one. And everything we think is really an opinion based on misinformation. What God is, is love. And I would like it if we all joined together and we got off the stick and proclaimed love as our only reality. Please don't wait until the outcome of the election. Don't wait until your enemies die. Don't wait for them to come and apologize. Here, right now, simply say, I am willing to know that love is the only reality. I won't judge based on appearances, but on truth and wisdom. Spirit, 
Keep showing me because I am watching and listening. And then let's go about our business and transforming our own minds and willing for the transformation of all minds. Your arguments against this won't make your arguments true. They will just delay your journey to love. I felt like writing this today because I have had enough of being scared when I know that there's an alternative to fear. And this is the one that works best for me. I thank you for reading. I invite you to contemplate this and see if there's anything that works for you. Love from Sean. And so, when you're scared, would you be willing to look for an alternative to fear that is love? Criticizing the world doesn't make the world less scary. It makes it more scary. Pointing out someone else's obvious flaws of personality and behaviors doesn't make any of us smarter. Going within and affirming that we are all one with God and there's going to be a happy outcome. And I don't know when, but couldn't it be today? Couldn't today be the day we live in love and we're the ones that starts the ball rolling? I say it could be today. I'm going to uh, pay attention today. I'm gonna to do my best to interrupt my criticisms of myself and the world. And David, I give you permission to help me with that. Kindly, gently. Because we're about to drive an hour and a half to meet his brother and sister-in-law for lunch. And uh, who knows what could happen on the road in an hour and a half, what thoughts could come up. But I'd like to believe I've had enough of being frightened. And the way through fear isn't to scare somebody else. It's to love them by first loving yourself and then looking around at the reflection of love. How could we, children, beloved children of God, keep affirming that we are less than beloved children of God? I can't affirm that the one on my right or the one on my left is anything less than a beloved child of God if I want to know myself as a beloved child of God. Today, I have a choice between the youth the misuse and the abuse of power. God is power itself. And I'm calling upon my expanded understanding of God in each and every moment. Not my definition of God, but my understanding of it to continue to inform me. Because I'm entitled to joy. It's my inheritance and I'm going for it. Thank you.